This is Career Conversations with Kelly, a podcast brought to you by Drexel University's LeBeau College of Business that explores careers and professional development by showcasing successful business leaders in the Philadelphia region. And now, here is your host, Kelly Diley. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Career Conversations with Kelly. It's great to be back for another episode. Joining us today is Skylar Logsdon, Head of Sales and Strategic Partnerships at Tatari. He's also an advisor to various startups, a public speaker, a LinkedIn author, and a Drexel Dragon, which is probably the most important part. Skylar and I are going to discuss his journey of entrepreneurship, the art of embracing failure, and some tips to achieve success. Skylar, thank you for chatting with me today and welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me, Kelly. It's an honor and a privilege to be on. Thank you. Uh, Well, thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. Before we get started, I wanna give the listeners some background information. You're currently the head of sales and strategic partnerships at Tatari, which has 75 employees now but you were the first employee to start working there. You met your boss, Philippe Engelbrecht, on a Drexel spring break trip to Silicon Valley that you weren't even supposed to go on. Now, Philippe is the founder of Shazam and TrueCar. I think most of us know Shazam. I think it's probably even a household name amongst some of my listeners. Shazam was sold to Apple for many, many millions of dollars, and you're working for its founder, So just wanted to get that out of the way for the listeners. You know, now that we've covered these minor details, can you give the listeners your 30-second pitch on who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So yeah, I'm Skylar Logston. I graduated Drexel in 2014. I studied entrepreneurship there. Uh, I'm originally from Ojai, California, which is about an hour outside of Los Angeles, Um, At Drexel, I really fell in love with entrepreneurship uh, and starting companies. It's very hard. And I kind of fell in love with difficult while I was at Drexel. If it was easy, I wasn't interested. If it was difficult and like damn near impossible, I fell in love with it. And so for the past six, seven years, I've been in startups, um, companies that you've never heard of. uh, (laughs) I want to work at because if you've heard of it, that work's already been done. So um, yeah, uh, you touched on it that I'm, I'm an advisor, I'm a speaker, also a LinkedIn author. So outside of Tatari and building uh, that startup, um, I'm very passionate about mentorship, uh, networking, and, and uh, helping other people get into entrepreneurship. So I, I try to devote a good amount of my time to that. And I think I went over 30 seconds, but yeah. That's- <laughs> That's okay. As I, as I tell my students, it doesn't have to be 30 seconds on the nose, but that was a great introduction. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you as well before we move any further along, you mentioned you're a LinkedIn author, and part of what I do in my role is I help students with their LinkedIn profiles, okay? And obviously, prior to today's interview, I looked you up on LinkedIn, and I loved your profile, And I noticed that your headline, which for those that are listening, your headline is basically the first thing that a recruiter is going to see aside from your name and your picture. And your headline on LinkedIn says, I love building companies, collecting great people, and swinging for the fences. 
I thought it was so cool and catchy. And can you just briefly share with us what sort of motivated you to use that as your headline? Yeah, absolutely. So to be honest, my LinkedIn's always like, uh, it's a work in progress. I'm always changing things. I've had a title that said sous chef. (laughs) I've had ninja on there. Um, I've changed taglines from I I love getting things done to to now this one. And I guess I I can play with my LinkedIn because I'm not exactly, uh, I'll I'll never get a job through a recruiter. I I don't Mm. think, Um, you know, my, I'll always work at places through my network. Uh, for example, Philippe, the, the CEO of Tatari, he, he's the founder of Shazam. He also founded True Car. Oh. He did not find me through uh, Indeed.com or something like that. It's <laughs> relationships. So because I don't mm. have that pressure, I'd say, of like making my LinkedIn so you know perfect where I come up in searches, I just kind of have fun with it. And so that tagline, I think that summarizes me in about eight or nine words is like, I love collecting people. Like just like some people collect watches, um, they collect cars. For me, it's collecting great people. When I meet a great person, like it is not a friend for six months. It's not uh, a friend for three years. Like I'm going to collect you. I'm going to put you in my box for life and we're going to hang out and you're with me forever. Our kids will be friends. Um, you know, I don't care where you live. If you live abroad, like I will find ways to see you uh, every so often uh, and building companies. I, I love it. I, I have no interest of ever working at a company that's big. Um, I love startups. I love when it's difficult. I, I love when no one knows your name. I love when it's hard to get a single employee to come join you. Um, I, I love that stuff. I love when it's hard to find a customer. Like if we don't have a single paying customer, those were the funnest days at Tatari when I was trying to find our first customer. And so, yeah, I love building companies and and the last part of swinging for the fences. Like if there's a 1% chance, that's something that I want to, I want to try. Like uh, most people would say it's a 1% chance, like run for the hills from that. The odds are so far against you. I gravitate towards that. If it's, if it's easy, I'm not interested. If it's very difficult, I'm interested. So just like baseball, where you could hit singles, you could hit doubles, you could hit ground roll doubles, triples, bunts, all this stuff. I am sitting back trying to swing for the fence. Like I wanted to go <laughs> over the park, into the water, into the streets, and hit a car in the parking lot. Like I'm swinging for the big hit. And, and I think that's just a startup mindset of like, you are a dreamer and you are trying to beat the odds and, and swing for the fences. Well, I think that's, such a cool answer, first of all, but um, I can see the excitement in your face when you're talking about all of this. Um, I think it's also really inspiring and motivating because one of the things that students often tell me, and even people that I have known for a while that are professionals working for the last 10 plus years, you know, it's like starting a company is not easy. And I think if you go into it with the mindset that it's going to be easy, even if you have a fabulous idea, which everyone thinks their idea is going to be great, it's not easy. Um, And I think it's cool to hear you talk about that you don't want easy. Another thing that you mentioned, Skylar, which is a great segue into my next question, you talked about relationships. You talked about getting to know people and maintaining those relationships throughout, right? which is what networking is. And again, you know, we want our listeners um, 
I think I mentioned to you, most of our listeners are going to be current students or young professionals. And many people are afraid of networking, you know. Um, can you can you just elaborate on why you are so passionate about networking and mentorship? Absolutely. So I think it comes from the notion that I don't believe that, that I don't know enough. Like I've always felt like I just don't know enough. There's people out there that are smarter than me. Mm. And I want to learn from them. And it's in different subjects. Someone I could be very weak in uh, a certain subject. I'm like, that person is very bright in that topic. I want to pick their brain. And I was just always very curious. It didn't matter. It wasn't just an entrepreneurship. It was also in sports. Like I used to watch tons of YouTube videos when I played quarterback and I was just a, a real student of the game. And then when I, I moved on from uh, sports and studied entrepreneurship at Drexel, I also felt like I don't know enough. I don't know anything. And mm -hmm. so I was just always very thirsty for knowledge. And I think because I, I don't, this is going to sound crazy, but I don't love to read. Like I have maybe finished two or three books in my life and like it's torture. Uh, <laughs> I what I read, I, I literally there's like books that I'm like, I'll recommend a book. I'm like, oh, you have to read The Lean Startup. Like, yeah, I've listened to it on audio or I've read the Spark Notes version of it many times. But like I could not go page by page by page. Right. I understand the message. And so if you don't love reading or you can't remember what you read, then you gravitate towards listening. And so you could listen to videos, you could listen to podcasts, or you could listen to people. And so I just love listening to people. I love asking the right questions. I think the person in control of a conversation is actually the one asking the questions. And I've always loved like navigating the, the, the conversation to where I want to take it. And even though you are not the one talking, you're actually in control because you're guiding them to answer the questions that you want. And so, yeah, whenever I, I meet an amazing person, like I want more time with that person. I hate when like the coffee's over or the glass. <laughs> over. I'm like, more, more. Like, I just want to keep going. And, you know, it, it happens every week where you sit down with someone and I'm like, I cannot believe it. We just had a bite to eat for three and a half hours. I cannot believe I sat in this chair for three and a half hours. That's crazy. Like that we were engaged for three and a half hours and, and you get that with people. And when you're both just very intrigued with each other. And I think that's like, that's beauty. That's music. That's Frank Sinatra. Like that you're just sitting there enjoying each other's company for three and a half hours at destination, wherever, like it doesn't matter about the place. You just focused on each other. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. And that's what gravitates me towards people and towards learning. Awesome. I totally agree with you. Um, I want to switch gears with you if you don't mind. So I like to also ask the people that I'm interviewing to give examples of maybe a time that they failed when the road wasn't easy. Now, you've already mentioned that you don't go after things that are easy and you love a challenge. Okay. So we've established that, but can you give an example of a time that you failed? Absolutely. I mean, I fail every single day. And I think being in startups, you embrace failure. Like you embrace like, hey, just fail quick and let's move on. Because in startups, you usually don't know all the answers. You're typically new to the space. And 
for me, I, I've, I've failed a lot. Like as the company grows, I was the first hire at Tatari. I went unpaid for, I think eight or nine months. Um, wow. I took a risk for Philippe. Philippe's the founder of Shazam and True Car. He doesn't need to be working. Um, and he offered me to be his first hire and I was 24 years old and right there I was like I could fail and then you, you spent your savings that you saved up from 21 to 24 and then I would have had to like crawl to another job with no money and I took a big risk then and I think for me the failures have came of like learning how to kind of grow within a company it's one thing to get an idea off the ground, but when you have the responsibilities of like training someone and managing someone and uh, teaching them the ropes and actually having to think of like, whoa, how do I pass my knowledge on? Because I usually just, knowledge is for me. So I think uh, I've grown a lot through that um, because I'm typically younger than, than most people. I'm, I'm, you know, we'll hire someone and they're 10 years older than me, but they're on my team and I know more than them for our company. And so I have to manage someone that's more experienced than me. And I, I think that was, uh, there were some growing pains there um, just because you're thrown in the fire all the time. When you're thrown in the fire at startups, you are bound to not do everything right. You don't know the answers. And so, yeah, I, I could tell you hundred things that I've failed at this year, but I, I, I think that it's all good. It, it's all just kind of being thrown in the fire and not knowing the answers. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't have like one specific one, but just kind of this category of like being an early employee and seeing it turn into a company right in front of your eyes. There's just failures all day long <laughs> for everybody. Like it's all new for everyone and everyone's just kind of like screaming. Like, okay, we have it under control. We're also screaming inside. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I understand. Um, I think the message though is you're going to fail every step of the way, embrace failure, move on see what you can learn from it. Right. That, that's correct. And, and right. go easy on yourself. Like understand of like, wow, I had a bad day, but just like a quarterback would or, or any athlete, like, yeah, you lost or you threw the four interceptions in that game, but like sleep on it and get ready to go next week because there's another game and, and you can't sit there and dwell on your mistakes. Like really try your best not to make it again but there's a chance you will make it again and smack yourself on the hand and say, do better. You need to do better. It's that kind of mentality of like, we're not perfect. I want to be better every day, but also understand that you're human. Um, and you can't let one interception throw you out of whack for the whole month. You've got to move on and get better. Great. In your opinion, what key skills or character traits are needed to become a successful entrepreneur? Yeah, it's, it's a great question, Kelly. Um, I think determination. You have to be able to fight through the tough problems and, and get through terrible days and sleep on it and wake up and go at it again and give it a go. So determination is very important. Second part, I think realizing that it's important to celebrate the few wins that you have in a startup. It's mostly problems. It's mostly crappy days. Um, it's mostly bad news. So when you have something that happened that was good, celebrate it, go have a blast, turn off your phone, go do something that you love that like is not work related. Go take a three day weekend and travel and don't think about work. Like I think entrepreneurs get so focused in building the company, which is amazing, but they forget to detach and actually enjoy the process. 
And the last part would be like, be open-minded that different people and, and having different people around you is, is a great thing. I think in high school and college, you often gravitate towards people that are the same. And, and I think that makes you very narrow-minded. You start thinking like all your friends do. But as I got older and as I uh, joined companies, you start to kind of fall in love with the minds that are different than you. And, and I see the beauty in, in our data scientists, engineers, and I think they're just, their minds are so beautiful. And I wish I would have thought like this when I was younger. So to, to round it out, like find people that are different than you and, and different is beautiful. Awesome. That was great. Skylar, my last question for you has to do with career advice. A lot of people listening they have shared with me that they always like at the end getting a piece of advice from the from the guest. So, what career advice do you have for college students and young professionals who are just starting out? So, I think the advice that I wish I had in going into college would have would have been like talk to strangers, meet as many people as you can every single day. Set yourself up to meet great people. I always say like fish where the big fish are. So if you're living in Philadelphia, go join a tennis academy and learn how to play tennis where maybe you bump shoulders with some successful business people. Uh, If you're going to be a waiter, try to get the best waiter job that you can where like probably successful people are eating at and you could like network with them. Uh, I'd say challenge yourself to meet five new people every single week and stay in touch with them. There's so many great ways to stay in touch with LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, like use all those tools to stay in touch. Second point would be to swing for the fences. Like if there's a 1% chance, make that, like take that challenge. That's for you. It's not for everyone else, um, but it's for you. That 1% chance could be like getting a nonprofit off the ground. It's probably, it's not easy. It's very hard. There's so many reasons to say no, but you could do it and be that one person that, that beats the 1%. And the last point would be to understand that life is short and reputation lasts for all of it. Like that the earlier that you realize that reputation will follow you throughout your 40, 50 year, year career in, in business, I think the better. Business is not an arm wrestling match. It's not about uh, winning the deal at, at all cost. Um, it's about being a joy to work with and, and coming to an agreement that's fair. And you walk away from that, that call or that meeting saying like, I feel good. Skylar's a good guy. Like, uh, you know, that's, that was a fair deal. That's great. And, and I think in college, you often believe that like business is an arm wrestling match. Business is something that like, Oh, it's for tough people. And you got to do the deal on your terms. It's not like that. You could do business with a smile and be a joy to work with and laugh and, uh, so yeah, realize that people remember how, how you made them feel forever and, and reputation is very important to pay attention to and, and the earlier, the better. Right on. I agree so much with everything you said. I'm shaking my head over here. I'm writing down notes. <laughs> I really appreciate your time, Skylar. I really enjoyed our conversation and I can't thank you enough for giving of your time to share with current students and just all the different listeners Um, Again, would like to thank you for your time. Would like to thank the listeners for listening. And we'll see you next time on Career Conversations with Kelly. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Go Dragons. You've been listening to Career Conversations with Kelly. 
a production of Drexel's LeBeau College of Business. Opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the college or university. We hope that you will join us again for our next episode.